When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm joined by former Washington corner Fred Smoot. I wanted to talk about the defensive backfield and the coverage issues, where he thinks they lie, and few are better to do this than Smoot. He still studies the game, and of course, he played it. Smoot is still optimistic about this season and thinks that better days are ahead for the defense. We'll see if he's right. You can listen to Fred on a podcast called That's Your Opinion with Chicken Smoot. He does a podcast with Chick Hernandez, who, of course, covered the team for Comcast for years and and was a local broadcaster for a long time. So you can find it on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, you can read my work on ESPN.com. Smooter is always entertaining. But before I play my conversation with Fred, I wanted to update you on the situation involving head athletic trainer Ryan Vermillion. As I'm sure you know, he was placed on administrative leave because of an ongoing criminal investigation that what the team has said it has no does not have any ties to the team or it's not about the team. I've heard many things over the last 24 hours. A lot of it is guessing and speculation. I'm not going to do any of that here. That, to me, would be highly irresponsible. In these cases, you stick with what you know and what you can report. So what we know is that the DEA raided his house and his office at the practice facility. We, and that was on Friday. We know he hasn't been charged with anything yet, but that doesn't always happen right away. That could sometimes take a year or two even before charges are filed. I know they talked to some ex-Washington players. I don't know how many, nor do I know if players elsewhere were talked to. You can assume things, but I don't know for sure who they talked to. I know this caught a lot of people by surprise. I know a lot of people vouch for his character. I also know there was friction between he and Dr. Robin West, the former head physician who left during the offseason, in part because of that. And I know there was some with some with some former players as well. I don't know what it's how they are, how he is with some of the guys there. I know that the DEA does not mess around. As one person in law enforcement told me, they are slow and methodical. Any case that's open has to be approved by a U.S. attorney. They have to brief the attorney throughout the process to make sure that they can continue. But I don't know what they have on him or what they're looking to discover. I just know it's not a good situation. I also know the DEA views this as a high-profile case because it involves the NFL. They're going to be extra careful. There will be more to come, so we will update you on ESPN.com as well as here whenever there's more to report. With that, it's back to football. So after this break, I'll be back with the always fun Fred Smoot. Where would he play Landon Collins? Welcome back. Now here's my conversation with Fred Smoot. All right, Fred. Well, like I just told you before we came on the air, there's a lot of coverage issues here, and I know you know your stuff. So I wanted to get into this with you. In mm-hmm. general, before we get going into it, what have been what has 
have been your thoughts on the coverages? Well, it's not that uh, they're bad at what they're doing. You got to think of the kind as a boy band. If the boy band is not all on the same page, the show is going to be a terrible show. And yeah. I, I think what most people don't realize is, besides Cameron Curl, nobody else on his team played together last year. Right. The defense. Now, Landon Collins was on the team, but he did not play in this defense. Right. He didn't physically play. So we got five guys, six guys, trying to all get on the same page during the season because the preseason is obsolete now. Right? Didn't have a uh I, I thought they would go about uh trying to have the, the practices linked to uh the Ravens or something to really get some work done. Right. But now these guys are happen to learn on the run. And I can't say that uh Jack Del Rio is giving them any break because the thing about it is, let's say if this was Greg Williams, the first thing he'll notice is the fact that we haven't all played together, so he would simplify the playbook so we could just play yeah. fast. There you go. And that's what you're not getting. You're getting you're getting a lot of different play calls called, and now you got the people on the back end thinking, and now the people on the front end, which is your script, they're thinking. They're not rushing. They just think like everybody, nobody feels comfortable in this defense because if you look at it, who who actually stats are above or better than they was in years past? Nobody. Right, nobody. And you know what's funny? Because I did want to ask you that too because it's to me when I watch them, I don't see a group that's playing confident in what they're – doing and for whatever reason and I don't think I mean there are good players out there so but I don't see them being confident is that what you see well at the end of the day we know the talent is there there's no doubt we know the talent is there the question is why ain't the talent being maximized right why are we not getting the top end guys in position to make plays because I don't think the play call and the play caller and the players are all on the same page. Uh, and, and that's what I think. And, and, and sometimes just look and see what you see for yourself. When I see them play, I see guys thinking, not yeah. reacting. And that's why I say to me, they're not playing with confidence in what they're doing. No, yeah, because either they don't, either they don't like the scheme or they don't understand the scheme. And that's what thing about great coordinators. They don't only teach you, what we're doing and how we're doing it, they teach you the why. Right. And that's what I love when a good coordinator, like, we're going to run this goal coverage on third and eight, and this is why. Because they like to curl up at the numbers. They like to throw the number two. So we're going to let the cornerback attack number two. You carry number one, but if number two come to that flat, you go destroy him. All right, so I know what the whole game plan. Now it allows me to just process what the offense is doing, and react. Now it look like they're processing what the offense is doing, figuring out where they should be, and now they react. That's always going to put you a step behind. And can you see some plays? Because there are some times where I'm watching, like, you know, the play last week against Atlanta where Bobby McCain comes up thinking it's a dig, and he's deep middle, and he knows he's supposed to stay deep. What is that a function of? Because is that something where – is that an inexperience in this defense? Because it always seems like – should you stay deep middle, but then yet in other defenses, are you driving on that dig? Hey, that just tells me that they ain't played together because they don't trust each other. Like it, it takes reps to build trust. Right. Like, like if it's if we got middle clothes and and you my free safety, you're supposed to be in the middle of the field. Like right. that's your job. And when people start to do other people's job, that's when mistake comes. 
and they trust. don't trust to do uh, everybody to do their own job, and you can see the disconnect back there. And that's why I say I'm a firm believer. Throw all the rest of them plays out of there. Get you three or four plays. Let them play fast, and once they dominate them plays, start to add stuff to it. Then. Because right now we're not we're not playing well, and, and and that's why I say I'm not even mad at the defensive backfield because when I look at it. Nobody's on this defense. Is no, and I don't, and I don't put it all. Just like I wouldn't put all on the line, I wouldn't put it all in the backfield either, because mm-hmm. I think that would be unfair. And and you know, you can see things. And like also, William Jackson, who is a good man corner, is being asked to yeah. play in a lot of zone. And mm-hmm. I don't see a guy who looks to be comfortable in all those zone coverages as of yet. And he actually doing a great job in zone and man, is sticky in coverage. Like I said before. It's his fourth game as a right, Washington right. football player. He's trying, he's trying to fit into the locker room, one, get used to the new players, two, get used to it, three. All right, so it's a lot that comes with it. You got – I like – it's to me on this defense. It's like cause and effect. Because Landon Collins is back, now he has to play strong safety and Cameron Curl has to play free. Cameron right. Curl made all his plays last year at scrum safety. That's his, right. this the position he's supposed to be. All right, so if you move him to scrum safety, you move Landon Collins down to linebacker, now he becomes your best linebacker, all right? Yes, he does. He's, he's yeah. supposed to play more like Jamal Adams. Right. That's how he's supposed to be played. He's playing out of spot, and now he becomes a coverage liability. So move him down to linebacker, and now you got a chance to bring in and move I got to say something this, too. I, I, like, I'm reshuffling people. I know I, I am. I got you. Go ahead. I'm trying to put people at their strength. And this last one going to blow you out. All right, so Cameron Curl to scrum safety, Landon Collins to linebacker, and Kendall Fuller to free safety. Huh? Kendall Fuller to free safety because Kendall Fuller is smart, very intelligent. He can line everybody up. And he won't be. Like, the one thing knock on Kendall is speed. All right, right, speed, top end speed. Now you're moving to free safety. That's not an issue anymore. That's not an issue anymore. So now you're putting your best players on the field. I wish we still had a Jimmy Martin on the team. But I always, yeah, I, I always like Jimmy. Yeah, you now you can put your best guys on the team, and now you become faster and smarter. Right, you become faster at the linebacker position. You become smarter because Kendall is at free safety, and now Cameron Curl gets to go make some plays. Yeah, and I think that's that's been a, that's something I know in the offseason with Landon that they always felt like he has skills that translate to strong safety, translate to big safe, big nickel, or to a, an outside linebacker spot, but more of in a hybrid safety type role. So you know that that would seem to be something that, and I wonder about that too because they obviously have issues at linebacker. Yep, and they go to things. So I'm wondering why not Simon Jamie Collins. And I was shocked that they didn't try to get Ben Derrick McKinnon, get some veterans in here. Like, we need some veteran linebacker that you can plug and play. Yeah, and I don't, you know, and they, you know, I, I don't know. I think they, I know they want to get a vet linebacker in here. Don't know who yet. I think it may be, you know, soon. But um, they need some, they needed better depth all along at that position. Yep, and I think moving Landon to there and signing a veteran linebacker could sew that up. And now he get to make some plays. He get to sit down there and not only blitz him, he get to cover some tight ends. He get to do some multiple things. He get to come off the edge. See, the one thing about this offense, I mean, this defense is very predictable. And when you're predictable, 
after offense get to study you for a year, they know how to stop a Chase Young and a Montez Sweat by throwing three steps. Like oh, throwing three passes, I uh running dream. I mean draws, running screens, letting them rush up the field, using their athletic ability against them. Well, you had to one up them as a coordinator, and now I got to add plus one to the blitz. I got to add speed to the blitz. Every time we add somebody to it to the uh rush, somebody get home. Yeah. But when we just waiting on four to do it, they had they chip Chase Young. I watched Chase Young get chipped thirty percent of the game last last week. All right, that means a tight end, yeah. a, a running back, somebody's touching him, pushing him inside of the tackle, and they're they're manipulating his rushing technique. At the same time, they're 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 pushing the line to sweat side. So they're really neutralizing the speed rushes. You have to add people to the rush at that time. And if you're gonna add people to the rush, they're gonna have to press coverage. They're gonna have to go press coverage because now you put it like this kind. This is the simple thing. If I'm a cornerback and I'm playing off man, the whole route tree is open. The only thing I can use to, to limit to, to neutralize or take some routes out of it is where he lines up at, what hash right. we on and where he lines up. Now, if I walk down and press him, it's two routes, a slant, a fade. That's what the route tree is. And me as a cornerback, I would rather take all the other routes out Master these two routes, stopping them at a high level so I can play press man at all times. And now the quarterback going to have to beat me on a 50-50 deep ball. Uh, he got to hope his guy can catch and run. But they also they got beat on those slants that were beat. They got hurt by those slants a few times the other day. So that's what I wanted to ask you, though, about press coverage. Because one thing I see when they do play press, they're not getting their hands on the receivers. And I know is that I know that like not every time are you going to jam them. I know that. What I'm is gonna, it? I'm going to touch him every time. I'm okay, so why why do not why do some not? Because like I don't see these guys jamming a lot. Why do you think that is? Saint Juice gets his hands on the guy every he time. He does. He does. The all other right. ones don't always. All right, all right. So if you're a cornerback and you go up there, you got two options. I can come up here to shadow you, which ain't always good because you ain't finna get your hands on. Like mm -hmm. if I get my hands on you, that's one Mississippi, two Mississippi. They got to go somewhere. Right. All right. That's the key. And then if you got long arms, once I get my hands on you, I don't even have to be near you to get my hands on you. And if I do that, the play is on. The play has to go on. And, and what I'm trying to do when I press you is to irritate you and to make the time go. Right? To make the time go. Make you reroute. Make you uh, push you to whatever I got to do. But I'm going to do it in zones. I'm going to do it in mans. You ain't going to know what I'm going to do if I start everything out from the press. And that's why I'm shocked that they don't because then I get to help my rush. I, I help my rush because now he's going to be reading and seeing what all us in because he don't know. So now when that middle linebacker comes into the A-gap and act like he blitzing, you have to respect it. When, when, when a guy's impressed, because I saw this the other day, whether it was Kendall, sometimes William, if they like, sometimes Kendall might get a little bit off balance as the guy's cutting on the slant might kind of fall back just a little bit. What does that tell you about technique or anything like that? Uh, it just tells me one, they're not doing, they're not keeping their inside shade. Like when I line up and press, I'm going to split your body. Meaning my right foot, let's say if I'm the, I'm the left corner. I'm going to split you by my right foot being inside of you. So I'm half in my body. So okay. I'm naturally lined up inside. 
So when you do come off and give me your shake and shake, I'm going to stay right here, all right? And I'll chase you on the fade route. That's a longer route. And I have to jam you, but also make sure you don't come across my face. And that's what they're not doing. They're not being right. patient at the line of scrimmage. The best cornerbacks are very patient, and they stay parallel to the line of scrimmage. All right? Champ was a master at it. He awesome, right? man. Master edit. So, and, and that's what they're not doing. And they're not trusting that one, the rush is going to get there because they know they're probably doing a four man rush and they're trying to get out of there. And that ain't, that ain't, that ain't going to, so they won't get beat deep. All right. Well, guess yeah. what? They're moving the chains with the slant. Oh, yeah. They were moving them. And that, the other thing with William and the one, and I know, like, you're right. Like, I, I, I want, when we watched the Bills game last week, you could see what a defense looks like when they've all been working together and the different disguises they can do and the different and the trust that it develops. So that is still something they're building here. And I agree with that. And same with William playing in zone. But sometimes I asked about that because sometimes I'll see him on his drops. He's a yard or two deeper than the corner on the other side on his drops. Like, I don't, is he trying to see more? Is he trying to read more? Is he still getting comfortable with playing a certain technique? Zone is not hard to learn. Like, if man is, is the hardest thing to play in the league. He's mastered that. He played yeah. zone at, at, at Cincinnati. You know, he's just trying to fit into this defense. Like, that's the only bad thing about free agent. It's like you, it's like you moving into your wife's mother's house. Like, you got to abide <laughs> by new rules. You got to figure new things yeah. out. So it's a comfortability that comes. Like, I am not worried about William Jackson. He's fine. I think he's a good player. I like him. But but you can see that he's still adapting. Yeah, he's just adapting to the new transition of the free agency. That's why free agents usually had a, a better year, the second year after they've signed with a team, just because of that reason itself. Now, the, the other guys uh, – like I said, with this with this boy band not being together long, I think that's affecting them. And I never had that problem when I was here because it was always two or three of us that had been here. Yeah. So all the other guys were kind of fitting into something we had already had going on, and that made communication easier. Like, it's easier for us to talk. And out of this group, I think people take for granted talkers. Like talkers like me, because the one thing Greg Williams and the coordinator I had is I'm very communicative on the field. Right, telling my guys what I, I would have thought you'd be shy out there. Yeah, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> but you know, just checking the stuff, alerting stuff. Like that, that's me all day because I'm attached yeah. to I'm alerting for vertical when we get to half field. Uh, I'm alerting this because they lined up this way. Uh, I'm talking to the uh, Sun Springs all the way on the other side because I think my man finna come over there in motion. If they come in motion, we're going to box it. I don't, I don't hear none of that. I don't hear, I don't see it on TV. And I can tell by how people, you know, you can tell by their yeah, by hands. Yeah, yeah. How they communicate. It's like they break the huddle and everybody's worried about their job. Not collectively saying this is how we're going to shut them down. I want to ask you too about that because about the communication and just some of the little things that, because everybody talks well, miscommunication, but what does that always mean? Like, is there a play where you saw like the emotion and you don't see a reaction the way that you think, and I know you have to know the rules of a defense and all that. It's sometimes just a little bit educated guesswork, but what are some of those little things that the communication can clear up? Well, I've seen them line up two wide receivers to the left. I don't know if it was the Bills or who, what team it was. And they had one wide receiver to the right. 
They motioned him over to the other wide receivers. There's three wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. We, in my day, we were usually boxed it as I run across the formation. And when I say boxed it, because I'm the corner that's coming, me and the other corner are the bottom of the box. The safety and the inside linebacker okay. are the other corners of the box. So now we're going naturally four against three. Right. Still got run responsibilities, but still got pads. That just made it easier for me because now if they run a switch route, I ain't got to chase that guy. Right. I wait on the guy to come to me inside. Nobody comes, I wait. All right, so I'm not seeing them help each other. It's like everybody for themselves trying to survive. And that that ain't going to work on defense. Like if you're going to play dominate dominate defense, you got to dictate the pace. Like you got to get this, you got to get these quarterbacks off their spot. Yeah, one big thing, time. Uh, one thing I know about this guy, a comfortable quarterback goes to the Pro Bowl. Oh, <laughs> yes. All right? No doubt. If a quarterback is comfortable, he will go to the Pro Bowl. Well, it's all of our job to make sure he don't understand what he's seen. Right. And you'll see the front moving, but the linebackers ain't. Uh, the, the safeties ain't. The quarterback already, I, I have seen these guys come out and show they in cover four and be in cover four. Like, you cannot – what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you, you can't do that. In me, my day, me and Sean, me and Sean Taylor, Sean Green, I'd be like, I'm going to walk up and press this cover four. So they think it's man to man. Right. And Sean will be like, I, I hang in the middle of the field before I come down to my zone. I, I, I know he's going to do that. And guess what it does? Makes a quarterback think, all right, the dig might be open over here with this man to man with Schmoot. He ain't got a clue that Sean Taylor is playing cover four and he's going to pick it up. Right. Well, we, we we dressed it up to the point that we gave him Jedi mind tricks. If you ain't playing Jedi mind tricks with these quarterbacks and becoming Master Yoda, you ain't got a chance. Well, that's why I liked watching the Bills events because they did a ton of that. And they were fantastic at it, just the way they disguised the entire game. And you could see the trust with the corners and the safeties. They could sit on certain routes because they knew the safety help was behind them on the other route. That was yep. a big – so they, they took away some of the deep comebacks by Terry because the corner sitting on that, knowing that if he goes deep, I got safety help. So I'm just going to worry about taking this route away, and that's – Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's switch to the offense. What have you thought about Taylor Heineke? I love it. I think he is gritty. I think he's a... Uh... I think he has this. I've been saying it since before the season, Kyle. You know, I told you, I think he got a Kirk Warner-ass story. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's tough as nails, but he got moxie, man. He just got this it factor. He got this, man, I was 
I had a regular job two uh, years ago, so I'm finna let it win. I'm finna play. All right? right. I'm finna play. He's not out there trying to be careful. He, he's out there. But y'all gotta realize, he's went 250 plus yards in every start that he's ever I had. Know. I know. And I think people forget in college, he had a single game where he threw for 700 yards. All right? 700 <laughs> yards. Most people don't understand that. All right? So, and, and I think he can only get better. He's four games young. He's taking on the GOAT. He's taking on Justin Herbert. He's taking on Josh Allen. Like, he's went blow to blow with Matt. Right? Like, I think people need to slow down and say, let's compare his four first four games to the last 10 quarterbacks we had. He's outdoing all of them. Even our, even Bobby Three Sticks, Robert Griffin III. His games are better than these guys. Sometimes you don't know what you got because you started comparing it to a Calamari or a Dak Prescott. But what we're seeing in front of our eyes is a guy showing you I'm a late bloomer, but I got what it takes. I done been through the hard stuff. I, I done been to the XFL. I done been on three different teams. I, I have I have weathered the storm. And I can tell you how the team gravitates towards him. They oh, believe time. in him. Now the question is, how would he look if we actually protected him? That's the <laughs> question. Well, you know, yo, the other thing, Fred, too, because you talk to people on other teams and they're like, I don't know how we didn't pick off four balls today, but they didn't. They didn't. They never do because he he, he throws the ball like that ball. He threw in the end zone to Ricky Jones. See, it was. It was that's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. He threw that on a rope. Only the tight end can catch that ball. That's a special ball, man. So I think people need to stop and appreciate it. It's like it's like nobody appreciates the 79 Chevy Seville no more because you know what? It's a classic. Uh, it's a classic, but that, that, that American muscle is yeah. what you need sometimes. And that's what I think of him. He's a classic quarterback. He can run outside the pocket. I want to see him on more play action and more waggles, but we have to actually get the running game going and have a lead for the right. for these things that happen. Like I, I really want to see him play with a lead. Like, I want to see the defense play with a lead. Yeah. Like, we got to figure out why do we start off so slow. And if we didn't had three, four, five different quarterbacks and all of them start off slow, sooner or later you got to look at the offense coordinator. Yeah, no, I think that – listen, that's all fair, man. I think – I don't think that – like, I, one thing I would never do in this with this thing is absolve the coaches of any blame at all. Because it's all, as you know, it's all part of the equation. You can't just blame the players all the time. No, but you know the players are the easy out. Of course, they're the ones on the field. And, and you know, well, just execute what's called. And I get that. But I also know that you can see when, you know, you can see, you see how it makes a difference. I'll just say that. Um, yeah. What about, like, having Curtis back? When you have to face, a, you know, Curtis, Terry on the same side for defense, how does that stress them? See, I think you're doing better at Rome, kind with your bad football IQ. I would think you would know when you bring a Curtis Samuels on the field, <laughs> think about us in the huddle. All right, here go the huddle. The first thing we identify is what set they in, what personnel did they just bring in. Right. When Curtis Samuels comes in the game, I don't know if he a slot out, running back. I Correct. don't know what they in. Uh, and don't forget my starting running back, Used to be a wide receiver. Right. No, I that's yeah. yeah. I can literally come out here, put my running back outside the numbers. If you take that linebacker with him, I know you in man. All right. I I can put Curtis in the backfield at the tailback, 
guess what I just did? I put a cornerback in the box. We're going to run right at it. Right. right? No. So, it, it, so now you get to play checkers, not chess. He becomes that ultimate chess piece. And don't forget, when you bring him in motion, it's a threat that he gets the ball. Correct. Right? Like, so now defensive ends ain't going to be rushing up their field and, and, and coming backside as quick as they usually would. Well, you know, and that happened the other day because one of his first times in the game, he goes in motion. They run Gibson the other where he came from the motion. The backside end and the backside linebacker have to stay home. Have to stay taught all week long, stay home. You have to. And he one of these guys, they know we're going to get him the ball now. Meaning mm -hmm. yards out to catch, yak is what this guy does. If we was at the bar, he'll only drink yak. So he gets him the ball quick. You can throw it to him deep. He becomes that ultimate Swiss Army knife. And yeah. I'm going to tell you who's going to really enjoy him being here is Terry McLaurin. Because now he don't have to take on as many double right. teams if, as, as he usually would going to take on. So now we got to make the defense has to play honest. And like I said, he becomes the ultimate undress. He undresses defense. If you want to know what a defense is in, move him. Move yeah. him around. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. Like, And that's what I was kind of getting at initially, the impact on Terry. But I agree with you. That's the thing I've been anxious to see with him on the field is how do they use those packages? Because you can go McKissick, Samuel, Terry, and then either Diami or when Logan Thomas is healthy. You can create packages that regulate the defense, and then yep. you can you can spread them, and now you yep. got a mismatch. And if you don't, you motion one of the backs to the backfield, and you run the ball. Yeah, and guess what? I can motion Terry. I'm like uh, motion Curtis in the backfield. That's what I'm bro. saying. Well, that's why I include him in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I can do so much with that one package. I can go from, especially with Logan Thomas in the game, I can go from five wide to a power set very quickly. Right. All right. With you being in dime, with you being in nickel, with you being small, like that's the great thing about this. So. I think he brings a lot, but I also, if you're a great coach, you also have to have somebody else when he he is hurt that can do the same thing, and Carter can do it. They just don't let him. Right? Like, Carter should be mimicking everything that Curtis Samuel doing. They should have already been putting in the playbook with Carter. So that's what I'm saying. Like, utilize everything that you've got. Great teams utilize the, the, the first person on the roster and the 53rd person. That was a Greg Williams staple. Yeah. Like yeah. all of us was gonna play. Like yeah. we, we, no, I already, knew, yeah. we and, but we also knew the only thing that can get you off this field is mental mistakes. Right. He ain't mad at a physical mistake, but mental mistakes will get you off this field. And if that's the case, half our defense would not be playing. <laughs> because you know, they seem to not be on the same page and they seem to not sometimes understand what they're supposed to be doing. And that's rule number one. You got to know what you're doing before we can execute. Last, last thing. What's your confidence level moving forward? And what, if, can this group turn it around here? You know what, Cam? I'm optimistic. I, I figure this. What if I told you we've, we've already played our worst football of the year? We don't know yet, right? But if we played our worst football of the year, we're still 500. We're 500 right. teams. Do, do not forget that. We're 500 team that defensive line, which is the script of the team, had yet to sh show up and dominate a game. All right. uh, we haven't had any plays made by the linebackers. The defensive back still trying to figure it out. And the offense has been told us. All right. 
what happens when it clicks on defense? And it's right. going to click on defense. It's going to happen. Greater times are coming. We've won with mediocre play. All right, so we've had these games where we just zombified our way through it. Now, at one point, it's going to click. Don't forget, my rookie year, we started off 0-5. 0-5. It was worse than this, man. Huh? It was ugly, too. Yeah, it was ugly. But we started off 0-5 in that one game. That one game. Everything uh-huh. clicked. Carolina. Well, guess what? That time, something's going to happen. Like, a lot of these teams that's hot, like the Cowboys, oh, they will come back down to earth. All right, they just they playing some of their best ball now. When do you want to play your best ball? At the beginning of the season or at the end? Because when I watch Belichick team, he is terrible in October. Look at his record. But boy, in the middle of the season to the end of the season, that's when you want to hit your scribe, and that's when we're gonna hit our scribe. I, I, we're going to the playoff time. I, I hate to tell you that we're going to the playoffs. <laughs> you guys heard from Reverend Fred right there. Fred, where can people still find you these days? I am all over everything Washington football team. Hopefully I can get the, the, the Red Wolves as the name. Uh, you I can know. find me on my, chick, my chicken uh, smooth podcast. That's on the Believe Network. Uh, I actually, uh, on uh, that's WDMV. I'm, I do a, a news show on there. Me and Chick actually do a show on there. So I'm, I'm all over the place, Kyle, man. If, if, if it's some football being talked, I'm talking. When, when are you guys on that show? Tell them. When can they find uh, it? That show that we do, it comes on at Saturday at uh, 8.30. All right? And our podcast usually comes out on Thursday nights. Excellent. And it's fun. I was on there. It was a lot of fun. As anything with Fred is, always fun. Thanks, Fred. Love having you on, man. You're the best. Hey, anytime, guys. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Fred for joining me. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll be back on Friday with the New Orleans Saints preview and perhaps a player interview as well. Talk to you next time.